All right, Josh, we're going to start. Is that cool? All right. So we're going to do the big intro. I'm just kidding. Can you imagine if we had like a... Yeah, (laughs) There's nothing exciting. We just say, you know, welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Uh, we have the great Jay Lawson with us. Great to be here in the basement. Does everybody say Lawson? Everyone says Lawson. They yeah. have to, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a thing. You're from Boston. And so. I like it. You know, it's like, a, I think people like it. I like it. I love it. I Jay Lawson. Lawson. Boston is my favorite accent ever. Well, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's pretty trashy. Uh, which I love. So's Boston. It's just but they just both sound dumb. Boston's annoying, yeah. and I can annoy people with it. Yeah. So I was just we were in uh, Boston doing the Wilbur. Oh man. And I was with Dice, and so the whole time I'm like, "What the fuck? Hurry up! You know this is wicked pissa." And yeah. he, oh, he was so annoyed. He's like, "If you don't do your whole act with that accent, you're fired." And I'm like, you son of a bitch. So I was like trying so hard to keep it. But then yeah. I didn't want to sound like insulting because it's like. Of course. The ner- you could get your ass kicked. I would imagine. Yeah. I'm not a. You're I not a Southie boy, right? You're a. No, you I grew up 15, 15 minutes north of the city in a little town called Stoneham. Stoneham, Mass. Oh, yeah. class, blue collar, home of Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> that was it. I always throw it out. But. um. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, you know, the difference between Boston and like LA specifically or other places is like in my town, there's five Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. And it's it's 22,000 people in my town <laughs> and there's five Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> but in, in, in back in and around Boston, if you're waiting in line like at a coffee shop and someone's taking a, a minute, in LA, everyone just waits. But back there, somebody's like, what are you doing? Let's go. Cream and sugar. Let's move it along. You know what I mean? And they get like, how are you, honey? You know what I mean? Like, It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And people just, they're they're not afraid to chirp. And they're not. This is the other thing I love about Boston. If like Dustin Pedroia or Mookie Betts, let's say Mookie Betts, you know, the right fielder for the Red Sox. I'm feeling you. Potentially the best player in baseball. Uh, We did lose to your Phillies tonight, though. Yes. if, and yesterday too. Oh no, no. you guys won. We yeah. Boston won yesterday. That's right. Like if his sister was like sick when he got to the plate in the first inning, the whole place would stand up and give like a standing ovation. <gasps> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah. mothers and grandmothers, they all know what's going on with sport. Everyone's just like you know a part of it. You it's know? so big in Boston. Like I mean, we're a mile from the stadiums. Yeah. Like uh, the Philly. My mom. I've talked about this yeah. on your. My mom was Serve a beer brewskies. girl. <laughs> a beer girl yeah your podcast is so great because you your people interact so so yeah. many people with went crazy That's over the crab the, feast uh, podcast crab feast and podcast yeah, yeah. amazing feaster nation is seriously like everyone went crazy about my mom crowning while serving beer there's ricky hi ricky ricky Ingram, yay uh how are you we're just talking jay lassen yeah uh, you like his new haircut? Yeah, you look good, buddy. Right? Thanks, Looks like a child now. Yeah, I'm just, you know, you know, I gave it a shot and no one still gave a shit, so <laughs> I just went back to not having to do anything. It's amazing. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking Boston sports and uh, I, you're also from, you're from Stoneham, but also are one of our greatest waitresses here, the great Katie. Katie Seabury, baby. Katie Seabury. You know it. 
I didn't know she Same had a last town. name. I just thought it was drawn Katie. Seeds. <laughs> that whole family. You know her uncle's name is Sudsy. <laughs> See, that's beautiful. That's, her, that's both, the insight I'm looking for. Both her yeah. uncles were my baseball coaches growing Shut up. Freshman year, Tommy y'all. Anderson. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what the heck was he had a nickname, too? And then her... Her so then they, she lived on the street. She lived in one house. Her uncle lived in the other house, and then her other uncle and those are my two baseball coaches all in the same street. Yeah, and like we would kick it at Katie's house over the summer, listening to REM, like a <laughs> night swimming plane. And Chris with, too, right? Yeah, Chris. Johnson. Oh, I love him. But like, uh, yeah, Mousy, Mousy, I think was her uncle. That was my freshman year baseball. Tommy <laughs> Anderson, and then Sudsy. Tommy Anderson. Mousy and Sudsy. but tons of sports. You know, Katie was legit track star. Oh yeah, she was a uh, ru- she went to Rutgers. She yeah. was a runner. And yeah. then her cousins, they were triplets. They all were like varsity soccer. I mean, varsity hockey, baseball, and golf. Wow. And they all played D one hockey. And then their sister ran track at Alabama. Oh shit! Like so, the Seabury clan. They were legit. I remember Katie. I think it was Chris telling a story about the Kate, the coach from Rutgers was like, uh, "You're kind of doing it wrong," because she was like a track and field, you know. So she, every time she would uh, do the hurdles, they were like, "You're doing it wrong." And then they taught her technique, and she would fall every time. And she's like, "Let me just do it the way I do it." <laughs> she would win every time. She's got her own. But style. it looked so ridiculous. She said that, like Chris said, it almost looks like her legs were dislocated. Yeah, that, uh, yeah you shouldn't be running with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> It's going to get in the way every time. She's like, I thought it was a baton. This is how I fucking run. Yeah, fuck you, Eleanor. She was the best. When I got when I got past the store, yeah, this my is my first favorite store. Tuesday night, and I had the 9.30 spot. And I, f- I forget who opened, and then it was Chelsea Handler, then me. And Dice showed up, and that's when Dice used to show up and do like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so he showed up, and Katie, and I'm like, oh, shit, like Dice is here. And then Katie's like, uh, comes up to me, he's like, you're fine, you're fine. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I go up, and then I bring up Dice, and then she told me later that she went up to Dice and was like, hey, it's my buddy's first time, like, don't bump him, go after him. That's legit. And Yo, then Dice, she took what my, are you doing? You know, like, the list of, like, who was on that night and asked Dice to sign it, which I didn't know. Aww. So Dice wrote, dear, hey, asshole face, congrats, or something like that from Dice. And so I have that framed with my first check from the store. I never cashed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. What year was that? Oh, four. Okay. Oh, damn. That's the dead years. So you got passed by Mitzi. I yeah. did get passed by Mitzi. I was oh. trying to remember. I, I feel like I, I always thought, I thought you were a regular by the time I got here. I just always remember you as a regular. Oh, okay. When did but you I was already here? a doorman at, at that point. I just was always like, I kind of just stuck to myself and like lived on the west side and, and just would come up to like showcase. Right. And then uh, it was after my six-minute showcase that Mitzi passed me. Oh, And okay. I was like, I remember she pulled me over and she's like, hey, congratulations, Aww. you're a paint regular. And I didn't know any, like I didn't know anybody. So I just like got to the bottom of the stairs outside the original and was like, oh, fucking shit. And I had no one to celebrate with. This is my club. No one to high five. That's not true. You had Katie in the kitchen. She no, no. Like she wasn't, and that was back in the day. She was asleep underneath the booth in the main room. The main room wasn't even yeah. open. thing. It was a yeah. Belly yeah. wasn't open on Tuesday night. So it was just like the, oh, or that was Sunday night. Or, wow. You know. So Your anyway. showcase was on a sh- uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sun- it was Sunday back then, right? Yeah, because we switched. She- Mondays was the potluck for a long time, and then back then it was Sunday, Sunday Monday, Monday, and Tuesday. Oh yeah, it did start doing that. And then they got rid of Tuesday, but then it was still Sunday and Monday potluck for at least till like yeah 2010. I want to say originally when she opened though, she had Monday nights was her showcase night, but then Monday night football started and it ruined everything. Oh, so wow. she switched it to Sunday. 
And then it became Sunday and Monday. Then we got so dead, it became Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah, they just didn't because she couldn't pay, pay the comics. Dollars. Yeah, it was that plans. bad that she couldn't pay the but comics. It was, I mean, as a doorman, making twenty five dollars per nine hour shift, yeah. it was it made it seem worth it because you had you got spots Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So you're like, well, I got guaranteed three spots yeah, a week. So yeah. this is totally worth it. And then <clears throat> I, I got fired before they got rid of. Tuesdays, but I remember when they took away Tuesdays, all the door guys were just like, we should say something. Like, yeah, I know, you're getting six less minutes now to go bomb your ass off. Like there's going to be... And no like one was a, there. There was no one. Yeah. Like when we'll you... Strike. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll strike. We could literally find any homeless person to do your job, especially since back then, we didn't actually do anything. Right, right. Like, there was no, and there were homeless people doing that. Yeah. For there? the most part. Yeah. They were living in their cars or whatever. Mm-hmm. At least they had a car. Some of them. One was living in a van. That was uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so we For would who? I make mean, it sound like you guys hooked up a couple times. No, but sometimes you'd walk in to work and he'd just be like stretching out in the back of his van with the doors open. Oh, and you're yeah. like, dude, really? Like, yeah. I don't want to see your morning. You know what I mean? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, uh, this is creepy. I was always amazed by how there some nights there was a majority vagabonds walking around <laughs> the building. Okay. Yeah. It was like, there's legitimately more possible child molesters here tonight than there are audience members okay. that's yeah. a fair thing that's but a fair assessment i was still i was in it you know for in the long it to win it baby i, I like, feel like that's still real 30 i'll probably wait until at least 145 to go up but it's totally gonna be worth my time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so were you ever offered a job here like after your showcases with mitzi after that showcase she offered you a job tommy here. told me that she said if you uh, want to come work and like be your assistant i said hey man i'm like I go. I bartend, and I go. I just really don't want to do that. I kind of just want comedy to be my comedy. And he was like, "Okay, yeah." Wow. They're always pushing that Mitzi assistant bullshit. Yeah. Duncan used to do it. To- hey man, great opportunity. <laughs> Follow the footsteps of Jim Carrey. <laughs> like what? What is it? Mitzi wants a new assistant. I'm like, fuck that. I didn't know. I All was right, just- man. Had to try. Thanks. Duncan. That's right. He was booking. Yeah. Back he was then. the town coordinator. Oh wait, when Tommy. Yeah, t- he, Tommy took over for him. Yeah. So 2004, it was Duncan was the town yeah. coordinator? Oh, shit. But like, Tommy I don't was remember. Still, he was in the booth every night pretending like he was running the club. That's yes. why it was That's such right. an easy switch into him actually somehow of running course. the club. Of course. And Duncan saw that opportunity. And Duncan was like, I'm going on vacation. And I was like, you're not coming back, are you? And he's like, that's not your business. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I just remember Duncan being, I said something. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm stopping doing the talent coordinator thing. I was like, really? Why? And he's like, well, Paulie wants me to be on his reality show. Where he just <laughs> y- yells at me, and there's no way I'm going to allow that, so I'm just going to quit. And I was like, oh. I remember thinking when he used to do that, that you know, he had that ventriloquist Little hobo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was best. the greatest thing in the world. So I wrote this short, like, and I pitched to Duncan. I'm like, hey, man, can I take you to lunch? You know, this is, this is me trying to be like a producer of 25. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, can I take you to lunch? I have this idea. So we went down the street to like Paquito Mas. Okay. And we're sitting there like eating lunch. And he's eating like tortilla chips with two hands. Like he would take it like one tortilla chip at a time with two hands and eat it. And I remember just going like. <laughs> Shut up. 
Hey man, you, do you always eat tortilla Are chips you, with two hands? Have like, you it looked like a little tiny sandwich in his hand. It wasn't the hobo. It was him eating. Have you uh, ever thought about practicing being a human better? Because <laughs> right now your alien ass is showing yourself. <laughs> totally. Holy shit. Did he really eat like yeah, that? That's so he might have been fucking with you. No, it was just he's so weird. I, think he's a I love guy. it. That's what I love about him. Oh yeah, yeah. he's one of my favorite people. Yeah. What Did you start stand up in Boston or did no, you? No, here. Here, yeah. What made you? St- I moved here to act and write. That's why I moved here in two thousand. And then, like, I started like a lot of people. Like, I was waiting tables in Santa Monica, and people were like, "You're so funny. Are you a stand-up comic?" I was like, "No." And I was just like really funny with people. And then, like, I I worked with this girl who's like, "Hey, I know this guy. You know, if you ever want to do stand-up, this guy runs a room." And uh, so I asked my, the kid that bartended. I'm like, "Hey, he did stand-up before." I go, "Should I try stand-up?" And he goes, "You just need five minutes, man. Just get five minutes, show up, and then like, you know, that's what they'll, I'll give you if they give, put you up." And I was like, "All right." So I wrote five minutes, and then I went to go meet that girl. I worked with Vanessa's friend, who was a meta med. Oh my god, at Dublin's. That's funny. So I walked into wow. Dublin's. I got there at like seven. There was <laughs> no one there, and I just saw him walking. I go. Hey man, are you a med? Because he looked like an a med. Yeah. And he goes, Yeah. And I go, Hey, I'm Vanessa's friend Jay. And he goes, Oh, hey man. I go, Hey, she said you might be able to put me up tonight. And he goes, Yeah, man, I can't put you up tonight. I'm like, All right. Well, maybe next week. And he goes, Well, you got a tape or anything? I'm like, Nah, I don't have any tape. And he goes, Well, where do you perform? And I go, oh, I've I've never done it. I, this would be my first time. And he goes, Oh, this isn't the room for you, man. You should oh. you should find somewhere else. And I go, How about this, man? Tell me whatever you think I need to do from now to next week, and I'll do it if you'll put me up. And he goes, All right, man. Go do as many open mics as you can. Come back next week, and I'll put you up. I'll give you five minutes. Wow. And that was when they were doing Wednesday nights, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, I came back the next week, went up, had a really good set. And they were like, why don't you come back next week, and we'll give you like six minutes. And I went back the next week. They gave me six minutes, and I had like another really good set. And I didn't know, because I didn't know anything about comedy, <laughs> that you were supposed to. I wrote all new material. Yeah. I, every time. I thought you were supposed to write all new material every me time. Too. So they, uh, I, I, then they're like, yeah, dude, Jay Davis basically grabbed me and goes, dude, that was your second time doing comedy. I was like, yeah. He goes, you come every single week. And wow. I was like, and Courtney Cronin. Do you remember Courtney? Yeah, Courtney's Cronin? great. Yeah. So Courtney was on that same show the first one I did. And she's like, hey, you're from Boston? I'm like, yeah. And she oh, goes, yeah. She goes, you perform there? I go, no, no. And she goes, have I seen you in San Diego? I'm like, no, this is my first time. <laughs> and she goes, immediately, she goes, here's my card. Call me tomorrow. I'll help you. And then she like introduced. And then I, she's I the mean, nicest. The best. And she's so funny. She's from Boston, right? Yeah. Or, like two towns over. Yeah. That's why I think, you know, like we connected. She had that great joke of like she had a tattoo down like by her pubic hair. Oh. She shaves part of her pubic hair. And then she has a tattoo of just like an old fat guy mowing the lawn. Like right into Ew. the pubic hair. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't even know who we're talking about, but I'm liking what I'm hearing. And that's amazing. She's a yeah. producer now. She, yeah, she does a lot. She's been doing shows, though, around the town. Oh, and she's really? Still, I yeah, she, Courtney in years. She just did a show with Cynthia Levin the other night because Cynthia was like, do you remember Courtney? I'm like, of course. I yeah, remember. She Co- but she used to kill it. They used to put her on the... I don't know if she ever passed through here. I don't know if she ever showcased because Mitzi, I think she had a bad showcase once. And it's funny how people, if they had one bad showcase, they're like, oh, we're not coming back. Yeah. yeah. I talked to a guy last night that works everywhere headlines all over the country and he's like yeah well now that Mitzi passed away I think I'm going to come back I go you think she remembered you are you <laughs> shitting me I go dude she don't remember that show okay she sees 5,000 comics yeah. a year like you, he was like yeah I just had a bad show okay so I just was oh. like 
You don't need you around here. Hi, Tommy. How are you? I, I develop know. talent. I don't watch it. Wait a minute. That's not over. Did you develop Jay? Well, I developed Jay. I was the one who told him if he wanted a job. From that, he turned into a comic. <laughs> he would. I would tell him all the time. I would say to him, like, this. I used to work clean, you know. I'd only work clean. That's gross. And so, I know. <laughs> and Tom, I would be like, I go, like, he would give me, like, these super late spots. I'm like, dude, you know I'm working, like, clean, right? And he's like, listen, you want to grow. You got to develop, you know. This is Tommy Davidson. He would, like, name all these comics. That, I'm like, all right. You know, and then finally he, like, moved me into, like, that 9, 9, 15 spot was where I was always going. And then he finally was just like, nah. He just stopped altogether, like, putting me up. For real? Oh, yeah. Oh, like he kind of... He just stopped. Like, and then I moved and I came back. And, like, I was getting TV. Yeah. And he still wasn't, like, giving me shine. And I was like, all right, man, fuck. You know. You gotta juggle. Tommy was but tough. Well, that's how it goes. My biggest regret is that I was outlasted by Jay Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he regrets that? I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could care less. Do you think he can get booked at his open mic? He does have does an he, open mic. Does he really? If you want to do it, I could Never. put a word Eleanor in. I could talk to someone for you. I haven't been invited, but it's I've great been invited. Have you done it? No, I've just been invited. Where is I it? Uh, I think Don't it's on La Brea. It. Don't promote it. Don't promote it. So it's just someplace on La Brea. That's the, okay. all you need. To what know. I wanted to do was go with Rick and Je- uh, Jeff Danish and Ryan O'Neill. Mm-hmm. And I know Tommy would know it's an ambush, but secretly record it, you know, and because yeah. he gives you feedback after yeah. your. Because yeah, he's still a talent coordinator. Just out in his mind, yeah. And uh, Ryan and Jeff really fought with him because the three of us, me, Ryan, and Jeff, were hosting potluck on and off every Sunday and Monday for like a year and a half straight. Mm -hmm. So they uh, they would do Mondays, and I would do Sundays, and Mondays, uh, or I would do Mondays, whatever it was. He would disappear the night I did it. And then one night I switched with Jeff, and he's like, "You piece of shit, Tommy's not here all night," and I'm like. Yeah, he's never here. I put up whoever I want. He goes, he's on my ass. I can't put anybody up. Like, oh. <laughs> it was like that. He'd give we him a list. We don't need another Rick Ingram. He'd As give him a list. Him. Yeah. I, I talked to Jeff and Ryan. I told him we don't need another Rick Ingram. Because like, they do crowd work. Oh, I, go, right. I, I go, those are like my closest friends at the club. Why would you say that? Well, you're the crowd work guy. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of crowd work people. There's a lot of people here who can do crowd work. No, no. That's your thing. <laughs> I guess only Rick is it, the but only. But I mean, for a long time, in his defense, but you were the only guy that was holding it down, doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was the only one dumb enough to waste ten years of my career <laughs> thinking I was going to be exclusively a crowd work guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those guys were great at it. Yeah. I, I thought it was fun watching them. But yeah, they could all do it. They could go three in a row and all do it differently. Yeah. It was it was actually amazing but, to see. In Tommy's mind, he just, you know, he pigeonholed everyone to what they represented to him. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's always something stupid. But a Danish is probably the nicest guy. And I saw him flip out on Tommy. And I was like, wow, I've never. He's such a calm, yeah, nice, normal. Yeah. And, and Tommy will do that, I think. Yeah, he got know? him there. Did he ever make you flip out? No. Well, he's not going to say anything racist to you either. That's yeah. a whole no, other thing. He said thing. some racist stuff, but not about me, about like. <laughs> trying to include me like oh. that happened one time in san francisco i was like go i was with adam ray and mark saratella and we were going to brunch Name dropper mm-hmm. <laughs> we were going to brunch at this place and this 
white kid is working there, right? And there's like a sign-up sheet out front. You put your name down on if you're waiting for tables because it was a wait for inside, not for outside. And there was this older Asian gentleman with his grandson, like holding his grandson, and he's telling this kid his name. And the kid can't understand him. And he goes, huh? And the guy tells him again. He goes, I don't what, I don't understand what you're What are you saying? And the guy said again. And they said again. And then finally he spelt it. And the kid turned to me and goes, oh, yeah, just like it sounds. And I was like, don't bring me into your racist <laughs> shit, dude. God damn it. Why couldn't uh, the guy just write it down? I, yeah, why? I don't know. You yeah. know I don't know. Jay's refusal to participate. That's true. I don't like this. To bring this you is crazy. That's probably why you stopped <laughs> getting fucked. My favorite thing in the world is when people are... Are racist fucks or ignorant or rude or anything to me? Because as soon as they open that door, then you have like full reign to treat them like shit. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's my favorite thing in the world. When people are rude and dicks, you can just say shit right back, and I love it. And I'm never afraid to do it. You have to. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, Tommy yeah. always tried to say something to kind of include. What did he do to you? Uh, he just we told stuff a all million. Time. Like he would say stuff. I'm like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just was like, dude, I have no part of that. Yeah, it, he would always, with me, it was always, uh, he would bring up that I was from Kansas and that therefore I would understand. And then it would just be okay. followed up immediately with some sort of racist comment about some comic that's performing or how he's not giving them spots or, you're sleeping in the shower room. <laughs> like, yeah, but, you know, what, what, where is he now? Yorsi? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Where I just saw is. him the other night. I just saw I him last night around. at the Laugh Factory. Oh, really? Yeah, he's still around. Oh, okay. He, I, I mean, I think he was here Monday. He comes around once in a while. He just doesn't. He doesn't get spots. I don't think so. They don't yeah. give him love here. Tommy never gave him love either. Tommy tortured him. Yeah. But but Tommy would dangle a carrot in front of you or see, like say, "I'll do this if you do that." Like you know what I mean? He yeah. would play. He played with a lot of people, and I didn't like that. Yeah. No. That that's that's messed up. If you don't like somebody, just don't book him. That's what Mitzi would do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like obviously yeah, get the fuck out of here that's what tommy did to you and that was mean but no i didn't i mean <laughs> i'm I just, kidding <laughs> he would all, he you want to work clean he'd always talk shit about darwin hines to me and then i would do you know who that is yeah and okay. then i would look at the lineup for the week and darwin would have like five more spots than me and i'd be like he literally talked for like 10 minutes about how much how shitty him. darwin hines is and going on like <laughs> how come i didn't get any spots but you I got to diversify the lineup, okay? <laughs> well, we needed a black guy. Ian Edwards is out of town. I'd be like, oh, my yeah. God. All right. So, all right, yeah, man. he would say some crazy shit. Uh, but I, I just, his bizarreness and when he would watch somebody and critique them messed me up. Like, I don't, if you're doing it to somebody new, I get it. But like the older comics, he'd be like, telling them wow we don't need your kind anymore or, you don't fit into what we're doing here and we're like but is it comedy i never changed or? anything of what i was trying to do i remember i had a comic one time tell me like we did a gig together and i didn't have a great set and he's like dude you could have a have you have to have a different set for college for casinos for clubs and i was just like no dude i want to do my comedy no. the way i do my comedy i'll make minor adjustments now because i've like grown and i'm like oh, okay let's take this joke and this but like yeah you know i think like why would you ever try and curb the way someone's doing their comedy? You know, they're figuring a way out to. Yeah. yeah. I think the answer to that is that nothing that comic does particularly works. So it doesn't matter. 
They Switch saved the show. That's our Ricky. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's how every time someone said that to me, which was a lot, I would just be like, Don't, how come I, I did better than you? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? No, you got you got to be careful. You know, with, with this crowd, it was always city specific. It's like, well, dude, you know, you're performing the Valley. Is that the worst advice you've ever gotten? What? Like to, you know, to change. You have to have this set. You have to have that set. No, I kind of like, I didn't look at his bad advice. I just looked at it as like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting way to see it. And then I was still young, you know, like I, I was still like new to comedy at that point. Like I was far like three years in. And I remember just thinking like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I wonder why he said that. And I'm like, all right, well, I didn't have a good set. I understand why. I'm like, yeah, but I don't fit here. But am I trying to be the comedian that wants to fit everywhere? Or am I trying to be the comedian? Like I used to say this thing or I'm like, I kind of, I didn't want to be the stand-up that would get up in front of the group of people and try to make them laugh. I wanted to be the person that would stand up with my back towards them and hope that the people that liked me would come around to the front and watch me and then laugh. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I would just do what I do mm-hmm. and hope that the people Draw that dig me get yeah. them to walk your way. Now, of course, like you make adjustments, especially like you know being a professional and you're making your living, you got to be like, all right, well, how can I do this? Like I was just telling her, I'm doing a crowd work tour where I'm going to go 22 cities, all crowd work because I, I think it's like a different and a different way to approach going out there that I've never done that. I always do a little crowd work in my show anyway. Yeah. Wow. Like if I'm doing 45, <laughs> it's going to be like 15 crowd. But now I'm like, I want to do the whole thing because I'm like, Oh, I'm testing myself and I want to challenge and I want it to be like something interesting and different. So like, you know, as you get older, I think like, even though I know that my job's going to make people laugh, it's like still you can bring people along for an experience of something that you're trying and, you know, give them a different type of show than they might be used to, you know? It's not, and I'm not the first one to do it. Todd Barry's done it. And, oh, uh, yeah. Well, and Rick Ingram. I'm just I've, kidding. I've never <laughs> gotten on Tommy. tour, but. No, I mean, he did a, this is a, a specific tour yeah, crowd. Yes. Todd Barry's did Todd yeah. Barry, yeah. yeah. And I love that idea, what you were saying, like to like write down things that happen and you're like, what have we oh, learned? Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea because it's like it gives it a theme and then it's something people come out for. What like, I'm going to do is I'm going to have like I hopefully a chalkboard when I do it. As, I'm going to do it like monthly in L.A., but on the road, I'm going to either have a chalkboard if I can get one in each city or like a giant flip whiteboard. Uh, Easel. Easel is that right yeah easel with the and pen. then anytime something interesting comes up from talking to the crowd i put it on there and at the end i go all right what do we learn tonight and then we go all go back over the crazy shit we learned and you know turn it into like a bigger experience than just comedy i love last night are you allowed to say what happened last night because that was yeah insane. i don't care that was you know last night i'm like at at the improv and this guy had some you know like when people still have their sunglasses up on their head i'm like dude you still have sunglasses on he's like yeah i go dude it's 10:45." he goes yeah no i just i just kind of like got here and i go what do you mean you just got here and he goes well we flew in from south dakota i'm like and then you came here and he goes well, we went to a couple other places i go are your bags under the table and he's like no and then I just kept talking to him, and he goes, oh, you're going to have to ask my girl. And I go, oh, is that her across the table? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I love that you guys sit on opposite sides of the table. Like, you're those kind of people. Right. And then I go, why are you guys here from South Dakota? Like, are you visiting family? Who do who lives here? And the, the girl looks at me, and she's like, no, I'm going to be this woman and points next to her as surrogate tomorrow. Jeez. So today, that woman's that girl is getting impregnated. And Do you I'm think like, they were out drinking all night? Like, hey, no, man, she wasn't. She was drinking water. Her. The woman who was baby was gonna be was, and like, 
She was drinking. That's what I said. Yeah, I'm like, look at her getting all banged up. She doesn't need up. to worry about it. No, exactly. And then like everyone's like applauding. I'm like, relax. She's probably making like 40k on this. And I go, I'm just kidding. That's a little high. Probably eight to ten. Yeah. Probably eight to. That's really the eight to ten. No, it's probably twenty. It's way more than that. It's got to be more than yeah. that. How much do you think it is? <laughs> it's at least thirty. Okay. Has LA, to be. Especially. Yeah, I think your eggs are eight to ten. Yeah, if you give your eggs. if you sell. Oh, them, if yeah. you give them, I see what you're saying. But for somebody to carry, that has to be yeah, a lot more. Yes, sir. It's super expensive. Ugh. It's not something that's really affordable to someone who isn't L.A. upper middle class. L.A. rich, yeah, whatever. That's a lot. I wouldn't do it. But somebody- you know what happened in the O.R. to me like two months ago? There were two dudes sitting there, <laughs> and I just looked down at their feet, and I go, "Are you guys wearing the same shoes?" And and they go, yeah. And they were in their 20s. They go, yeah. And I go, why? And they go, well, we're twins. And I go, yeah, but you're not 12. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was doing, then I just kept ripping on them and we were like yeah. going great. And I'm like, wait, where are you guys from? And they were from like the Midwest. And this was the day before Mother's Day. And I go, tomorrow's Mother's Day. You're not with, why aren't you guys going to be home with your mom? And one of them gives me the sign like, yo, don't even ask. Oh, no. And I stopped. And earlier there was a other, there was a dude in a, a girl stage right that I said, are you guys a couple, blah, blah, blah. And like, no, we're cousins. I'm like, yeah, but you ever fool around? And like, I pushed the angle on it and I'm like, who thinks first cousins, what distance cousin should you be able to start fooling around third? Right. And so we kept doing this. So that had already happened. Now I'm talking to them. This happens. And I go, I'm sorry. Is she no longer with us? And they go, yeah. And the whole room is quiet. And I just turned to those two on the right. I'm like, now would be a good time to say that you jacked each other off or something. Like, <laughs> To the cousins, you know, yeah, to yeah, save yeah. me. Oh, and that got a big shit. laugh. And then one of the brothers just like stared down at the stage for the next like three minutes. <gasps> I went back into crowd work at another area. And then that guy got up and walked out of the room. And I was like, all right. And I just kept going about my business, did finish out the set. And then the other brother got up. So I, I got immediately to the hallway and I go, hey, man, I'm so sorry, dude. Like I had, you know, I had no idea. And he goes, nah, man, you were hilarious. And I'm like, thank you. But I go, your brother seemed pretty emotional. And he goes, no, nah, he's OK. I'm like, where, where is he? He goes, I, I don't know where he is. He left. <laughs> and I go, dude, I'm really sorry. I go, please tell your brother how sorry I am. He goes, yeah, man, I really appreciate it. I go, was this, I go, was this recent? And he goes, yeah, that's why we came out here trying to get away from like, oh, the idea no. of her. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, with so crowd, crowd work, work is great. Well, I think like you know, if you're if you dive in and find other angles, I always I also sometimes like find weird shit when I go into it because I like I you know when you're doing it, you're just looking for things on people's faces or what they're doing. You're just looking for something that like might lead to something more interesting to like what their job is. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I've had so. the death. Like where I remember in the belly room, I was teasing a woman going back and forth. And I was like, is this your husband? She's like, no. And and I'm like, are you guys trying to work together or whatever? And I just kept building on it. And then um, I go, so do you guys want to go? Do you guys want to get together? And she's like, my husband's dead. And I was like, okay, okay. Like I I was, all right. I I could feel the sweat. And I mean, I somehow got out of it and I can't remember what I said, but I just remember like her face. My husband's dead. And sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night like hearing that lady. Oh my God. I probably had eight or nine times. With the dead? Where someone, I'm asking someone a question about someone and they bring out that they died or they recently died. And the only thing I can ever think to do is immediately blame them for murder. (gasps) Oh! So that's the route I go. I like that. And the rest of the that's crowd amazing. likes it a lot. And then you've basically alienated that one person. 
Yeah. But I, I look at it, it's like the military. You <laughs> sacrifice one for of the course. many. A lot so. of times you got to, you know. I'll always go like, okay, great. Now make the comic feel terrible right. because yeah. your husband died. <laughs> yeah. Or wait, something. Wait to ruin the show, lady. Yeah. Your husband couldn't last two more weeks. Jesus, Marion. <laughs> That's Joseph. if it's really fresh. Yeah. <laughs> But, Best ever for like me the was, funeral was that day. Yeah, yeah. okay. Then it was like, That's you know, amazing. Trying to get over some shit. <laughs> I guessed. I guessed someone's name one time, and I've guessed someone's birthday one time for real on stage. Yeah. Oh wow. Which was like the the coolest ever. Guessing that per- that woman's name, I didn't go. I'm like, like take you, Jesse, and I said to a girl, which is like a guy's name, and the whole table went. <gasps> and I go, what? And they go, that's her name. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, what's up? And I go, what the f-? This was in D.C. And then I guess someone's birthday in Minneapolis. <laughs> Whoa. You're like a psychic crowd I think work I, guy. I like to get tuned. You know what I mean? You tune to a frequency that an energy level that people are getting off. This is what you do in comedy, okay? Guys, you channel an energy. Wow. <laughs> wow. I had uh, two dudes from South Carolina in the crowd like a month and a half ago. And I was just talking about how they looked like the perfect mass shooting pair. Uh-huh. And... Uh, you know, they're kind of, That's they're horrible. just not taking the jokes well. I'm like, guys, you're awfully sensitive. He's just like, you know, I just don't think it's funny. I go, come on, you guys are obviously trash. You know, <laughs> it's clear as <laughs> day that you guys are going to shoot something at some point. You likely have a very close relative named Gary. And the guy goes, what? I go, you have a relative named Gary, right? He's like, our dad's name is Gary. Oh. I go, yeah, obviously. Because every murderer has a relative named Gary. <laughs> oh, man. Just Holy new, shit. Uh, same thing. These two guys completely out at that point. Everyone else is like, I mean, he guessed their <laughs> relative's <laughs> name is Gary. So well, they're probably on right so about the Everybody starts stuff. moving away from them. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. well, we're not going to sit next to this guy. Rick's on to something. I was home in Boston doing shows, right? Go Sox. Uh-huh. Go Sox, Sorry, baby. it's just the way you say it. And, uh, Look at Rick. <laughs> I went out to this bar to like, have a nice lunch. You know, like I love treating myself to nice meals when I'm on the road. So I go out. I get a bowl of clam chowder. Okay. I get a tuna tata. Oh, boy. And I get a nice nice beer. And I'm sitting there, and the tartare, these crostinis are like terrible. They're like terrible crostinis. And I don't want to be that guy that's like, yo, can I get new crostinis? And I've already talked to the, the bartender. His name is Phil. He's like older, super nice guy, total from Boston, knows that I'm from there, now back visiting, doing shows. But like I'm like I'm not spending twenty two bucks on a tuna tartare and then eating with like these horrible crostinis and it wasn't even a great tartare so the crostinis need to be beefed up a little yeah and I'm, and I'm like having this internal debate and then I'm like fuck it you know what I mean I I want new crostinis but I'm like so I'm like he's talking to people so I go back to my because I'm working on jokes and then like I look up and he's right there and I go to like ask crostinis and he and he just like puts his hand down the bar and goes Boston Marathon bombing. Must have been tough for you, huh? Being away from home. And I go, uh, I go, yeah, you know, I think it was tough for a lot of people just being, away, you know, like it affected the whole country. But um, yeah, definitely, you know, like kids in my town were affected like big time. It was, uh, yeah. Scary, yeah. And then he goes, you know, this entire bar shook that day. And sometimes I was just, I'm behind this bar and I put my hand on it and I just think about how lucky we are, you know, just to be alive and like how significant that day was. And I go, yeah. And he goes, uh, how you doing? Can I get you anything else? And I go, uh, no, I'm good, man. 
and I sat there and ate those stale crustinis because <laughs> that son of a bitch made me feel like oh, shit man. asking for anything. This uh, bar shook. That's terrible. What is a crostini? Can I ask? Crostini is like cut you a know? thin piece of bread, right? Okay. And then put like Parmesan and like herbs on it and then bake it so it turns it almost into a cracker. That's a crostini. Oh, yeah. Okay. I worked I, in restaurants for once. Yeah, I, I would have said something to him like, did it... Uh, did the building shaking affect your oven? Because these uh, crostinis are these fucking terrible. Are off, oh, bullshit. It <laughs> <laughs> tastes like, uh, you know, some sort of a weird Russian. I mean, if you're really good. Did the uh, chef lose an arm and now he's unable <laughs> to make decent crostinis? <laughs> That's exactly what Rick would be like, bringing it up. You got to push it. Is that So when you go to Boston, is that what you do? You get all the your favorite foods? Or yeah, anywhere. Big time. Big time. Because I feel like bo- when I go home, when I go to Philly, I, I go to specific places. Yeah, like, of course. It's like I'll start starving myself In now because I'm going all, home. There's literally all there is to do is just eat. Yeah. So yeah. you just hit up every barbecue joint. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like usually you would only go to maybe once every couple months, but you're like, well, I guess I'm eating barbecue three days in a row. Yes. Yeah. We le- legitimately have nothing else. What's that famous one, Arthur? Arthur Bryant. Arthur Bryant. The next there. time I'm home on that tour, I do Boston on Saturday night, and then I go to New Hampshire for Sunday, and then I fly out after that. And I literally today was like looking at the schedule. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I have time to get to Anthony's, <laughs> which is my hometown. Yeah. Which is like you know, but like if I go to New York, I always go to this place called Little Frankie's. It's my favorite restaurant in all of New York, and I get the spaghetti limon and the panna cotta, like my two favorite things. Wow. I always go there. Where's Little Frankie's? In Little Italy? No, it's on the Lower East Side. Okay. This guy, Frank, who owns it, also owns a restaurant called um, Frank's and Sauce. And then he had another one, but I don't know if it's open. But his food is just amazing. It's just like, he's just awesome. I'll have to check it out. And yeah. then, you know, different parts of the country, I'll always go for different foods. Yeah, it's pure filth food that I go for in Philly. Like, I mean, heavy foods, like oh, cheese yeah. steaks. The rest, and- the rest of America oh, no. just <laughs> has... Horrible for you, delicious food, yeah. which is part of the, as a diabetic, it's nearly impossible when I go on the road anywhere, which isn't often, but when it is, I'm just like, God, my blood sugar is going to be astronomical for the next three days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I can't eat How healthy. Do you keep it down. Just eat healthy. On oh, the yeah. road, though. But when you're on the road, you, you don't. You just eat very little of the extremely Shitty unhealthy food. stuff. I used to do a diabetes joke. I remember. It was great. Yeah, thanks. What was that? About going to the movies? Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. I used to say, um, I used to talk about how I'd sneak food in the movie theater. And I said, you know, I'm like trying to stay lean. So the other day I snuck snuck in a steak and cheese sub. And I was opening it. The tinfoil made noise. And this woman came over. She said, excuse me, sir, you can't bring your own food in the movie theater. And I looked at her and I go, I have diabetes. And I'm like, and she walked right away. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know if you eat steak and cheese to keep your insulin up, but uh, you know that you know that lady didn't know what was going on. And then some lady got mad one time, and I go, "Take it easy." My grandmother lost her leg to diabetes, which she did. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, my grandmother <laughs> lost her leg to diabetes, Holy and so I was like, shit. "So I'm not gonna sweat it." I remember she had the best candies. They had, like these sugar-free candies, and they were so delicious. Sugar-free, and they were yeah. Good? Well, they were they were like. They're, they're actually, the texture was what was good. Yeah, they're smooth. The sugar-free candies are. N- they're not actually that much better for you, but whatever it is they use as a sugar substitute just takes longer to process. your body to process. Oh, okay. So your blood sugar doesn't spike. People but, with diseases are the worst, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Where they have. Okay. No. Okay. And is I, this I, part of your crowd work? <laughs> this is when people are the worst. When they have, you know, like a friend that's been through a surgery. 
Uh-huh. And then they tell you like, well, you got to understand your your lateral meniscus, what it is, oh, is yeah. it's on top because they've listened to every goddamn word that doctor told them. And all of a sudden they, they, they they're they, experts. They sound like a, prof- like a doctor. You're yeah. like, Jesus Christ. But then you're like, oh, this is annoying here. <laughs> yeah, who gives a fuck about your meniscus? Meniscus. But, yeah. If somebody gets, tear. yeah. If somebody gets a, a, somebody was talking about their shoulder and they're re- talking about it in detail. And I was just like. Really? You listen to all that? Yeah. Like, I would, I would like, just, fix it up, dude. Just let me know how yeah. to get out of here. I, can can also, I keep my headphones on while you do it? Also terrible, though, is having a disease and then having to listen to normal people explain to you what you need to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet that's the worst. <laughs> and the, oh, that, yeah. That's a case where I'd be like, shut up. Uh, yeah. I have it. You don't. <laughs> that's when I would just cut them and off. The, the worst is that I, I have one of the only diseases that there's different kinds of it. Yeah. And so, like, pe- most people just know the common diabetes type two. That's the kind most people get. The deuce. Yeah. So. Yeah. I got. That's what I'm on. The I got type one. Too. No functioning pancreas in terms of insulin production. Got to do shots. Nothing I can do about it. But constantly, when people find out. You know out how it, I found out you had diabetes? How? Because you were like huddled in the corner at the laugh factory, giving yourself a shot. I go, "What the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shooting up? Like I got diabetes?" Up. And I go, "Since when?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's always people always go with the type two like dude you just gotta eat healthy and exercise i'm like no this no is that's it, not that's it. not you gonna know, help me right you had it for a long time you didn't know yeah for years i was just sick as fuck always crazy. getting sick and it was crazy i was like what the fuck like oh yeah just vomiting you thought it was constantly uh, well he would blame it on certain people pizza places like yep. in vegas we had this favorite pizza place we go to and he's like no, i wouldn't eat there i got sick from there and then i'm like i want to go to sonic because i never tried sonic and they yeah. had tater tots and he's like i couldn't make tater tots at home but i got excited yeah, and he goes there. don't go there i got sick there and i'm like jesus yeah so for years i avoid these places well now in my defense i i, I was hospitalized multiple times <laughs> and then these hospitals no one ever checked my blood sugar true and they would just be like yeah you have food poisoning and then they'd hook me up to an iv and then I would still just feel sick as fuck. And after like five hours, they'd be like, all right, you can go. And I'd be like, wow, food poisoning's terrible. It's been lasting for four and a half years. <laughs> Everywhere oh, I eat. Amazing. I just I caught a bad break of salmonella at every restaurant I ate. Every at single restaurant. And then, so I just stopped. I'm following his lead. And I'm like, I'm not eating there. Almost yeah. killed Rick. Fuck that place. Like, it's just oh awful. Yeah. Poor thing. But thank God they finally figured, figured it, out. it out. Now yeah. he can talk about his pancreas and how it's yeah, not working. Know, it's like, so thing, boring, if want, right? If you really want to... Oh. <laughs> if you really... Yeah, I was borderline diabetic. No, let me rephrase that. They just said my levels were high and that I should start... I was drinking so much soda, like Coke soda, a lot of soda. it. Soda. Soda. I don't know why. I mean, my sister Pre-diabetic. always say Coke soda. Uh, yeah, so... You get that pre-D, girl! <laughs> The girl isn't fly unless she's at least partially pre D. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of D. In me. Wait, pre D, pre D. And so, uh, oh, sorry, I got confused. <laughs> that's not a disease. That's, that's a lifestyle. That's a good time. But yeah, they would say I had a lump on my uh, on my yeah, in my throat. Thyroid. What we talking about? I thought it was that. Like I at first I thought it was cancer because yeah. my friend was They're doing always, my that's makeup. What you always think. Yeah, my friend's doing my makeup, and she's like, yo, you have a lump. And I go, leave my Adam's apple alone, you know, because I always joke about being a tranny. And so uh, she was like, no, you should get that checked. So I did, and here it was sugar 
on the back of my tongue that was forming. Whoa. That's how much soda I was drinking. Shit. And Block. they were like, bitch. She's got that sugar block in the neck. <laughs> I am a junkie. I love sugar. Like- Two cubes out of the back of my throat. Thanks. <laughs> Can you drain this? Uh, but yeah, so I just quit soda. And then I cut down like, I used to drink powdered iced tea. Oh my God. Like oh crazy. my fucking that god! Was my we did to his kids. That was the best shit. Tetley, just, Tetley. Why did we not realize what was going on? Do we used to eat tang. shoveling it in? It was a different time, and that stuff was fully acceptable. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean it still is a lot of. I mean, no, not really. They banned it because kids are fat, so they got rid of a lot McDonald's of McDonald's and shit like that. Yeah, I remember people being like, "It's not good for you," but it was still, I still ate there twice a week. Didn't well, we only got it. once no, a week. It was the eighties. We only got it once a week. Well, so jealous. My family's obviously classier <laughs> in the suburbs of Kansas City. You know it, son. My dad used to, when my parents split up, he would pick us up for uh, every Thursday night and he would take us to like McDonald's or Burger King or yep. this other pizza joint. But that was it. And then that was the only, we would spend like, I don't know, an hour with him and he'd be like, all right, bye guys, see ya. Like, it's, it's a lot of kids. I'm going to drop them back too. off. He would take us, and I remember like seeing a Big Mac in his hand and being like, wow, look at that size of that Big Mac. <laughs> I can't wait to be an adult. Yep, totes. Totes. Do you eat uh, fast food now? Or yeah. No? Oh, you do? I'm a fat fuck. I Wait, try not to. I you're just telling have... me you give up plastic and yeah, you're still Yeah, plastic. Eat... It's an environmental thing. It's not like it's a health thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Wait, you thought but he I was ha- eating plastic? No. <laughs> no. We're all eating plastic. Can I say no, this? No, what I'm saying is food. You're I, worried me, about the environment, I'm, but you're not worried about your body. I'm trying. I'm okay. working at it. It's been a constant okay. battle for like years. Ever since I stopped smoking cigarettes, it's been a, a real battle. But you know what's funny? It's we've. My How whole long family have you quit? That, like weird, huh? How long have you quit cigarettes? Twelve years. Um. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm but 15. But like, um, my whole family has a weird thing with weight and food, and using food is like uh, a tool. to solve our problems mm-hmm. and to like comfort, yeah, comfort and feet. You know, it's everyone, the greatest. everyone in my whole family. And you know, what's funny is like in high school, like my I was like 180 pounds, which is 65 pounds less than what I am right now. Okay. Wow. Okay. And I remember like guys calling me fatty all the time, like because I was like I my. My heart rate in high school was 40 beats a minute, which is like a fucking Olympic runner. Like wow, they sent me yeah. home from college because they thought I had a, a regular heartbeat. Like I had metabolism out the wazoo. I played two sports. So every day at lunch, I'd eat two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, two milks. Yeah. And my friends, they all call me fat. I used to think I was fat when I was 180 pounds. Right. You know what I mean? So it's always been a thing in our family. Everyone, my, my mom, everyone, all my uh, brothers, all my sisters. I'm almost, I'm almost 180 pounds. I'm so proud yeah, of I would you. Love to be. That's, that's great. I mean, I don't know. Is that something good? I don't know. Are I don't trying know. Trying to be 180 pounds. I I mean, I just never could gain weight my oh, whole life. Okay, yeah. So, but when I was at the doctor recently. I was like 176, which is by far the most I've ever weighed. Wow. And then my wife was like, "You're almost obese. You can't <gasps> lose weight." Shut up. <laughs> I am legally obese. Like only legally, LA. Like LA. No, no, no. Technically, really. According to medical science. Yeah, if you look at like what numbers are your BMI, your according to your height, whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, all that. Like I'm way obese. Like we, we, wow. we honestly. First of all, I carry weight well. You know, people could never guess my fucking. He's not. Th- he's not theme park obese, right? No, <laughs> which is a whole exactly. Different, but that's the thing. That's most we've, of America. We've gotten to that point where we think like you got to be like. Ralphie may big to be like obese when it's like no it's you're you got to be there's just you know 
it's how easy we're talking about like getting fast food, getting that iced tea, True. all the shit that's out there, and it's just getting you know we're becoming now it's becoming like um like we're built as a society now that it's not just food, it's spending money. Yeah, it's like. Uh, there's so much shit that people booze of course cigarettes of course sex of course gluttons Glut- all gluttony glutton. is like huge and like they, they just prey on it and like so um we we just accept like certain weights is like oh yeah he's all right you know what i mean but and I- if, if i was a girl you'd be like what a fucking load but like <laughs> it is yeah, it's true it's true girls expectations have way are different. more on them oh yeah but i've heard like my uh sister-in-law my niece they told her she was obese and i was like obese like but it's just a number like yeah it's she a number, was but you need to like but she was 12 and it's like what are you talking about oh, right. she, you, they're gonna change their body's gonna change yeah, sometimes yeah. you're growing too fast you're a little chunky yeah. and like now she only eats healthy and like works out a lot well, but know, they build messed her up Jump Street, yeah you know? yeah and that's she's healthy now because someone was willing to tell her she was obese when she was 12 <laughs> willing to that was terrible alright all right, I'll tell her <laughs> hey Mary <laughs> you little you're fucking obese <laughs> time to get healthy like, can you imagine? But this this kid was like, I'm looking at her going because she's got her mother's boobs, so she's got big boobs. So she's yeah. you know com- she's 12. She's coming into being a woman, and her body's going through a weird thing. So telling her it didn't help that my brother Bobby used to call her Moose as a baby. That's no. a good. That's- <laughs> It's a great nickname. Moose. She had, had long I legs. I went to high school with a moose. Who <laughs> was a man? You know what's funny is I went I went to high school with this kid Moose, and then like. Again, back around when I first, before I got past here, or maybe right when I got past here, I was like uh, on the road with Nick Swartz and we went back to Boston and he's like, let's go and get some drinks. I'm like, all right. And we go to a bar and, you know, LA, I just never got carded anywhere. And also oh, wow. in Boston, they're like, you get an ID? I'm like, oh, dude, I left my ID at the hotel. And Nick's like, what are you, Ew. a fucking idiot? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, what? And he was so like annoyed at me. <laughs> And I'm like feeling like such an opener, you know? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so we walk over to this other place. I'm like, can we try? Let's just try one more place. And then we walk up to this place called The Rack, which is like a pool hall in Faneuil Hall, but like nice with bar and food. Oh, yeah. And boom, right there at the door, there's Moose. And I'm like, Moose, what's up, baby? <laughs> and he's like, hey. And I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Moose is living the best life. Oh. Avi. He's, yeah, he's the best. He's doing better than guy. we thought Moose would do. You know what I mean? So many nicknames growing up. Mm-hmm. friends right did you like, have one? Oh, uh, me yeah yeah i don't talk about it ekg he calls me <laughs> ekg i like that most people call me ejk but mm-hmm. ekg is good uh ll cool k was high school Damn. you know so pretty sweet. but then when i was younger they used to call me iggy iggy why did it get quiet don't make it quiet uh, i don't I, know what that means i, I hated it i hated it is that and an iggy pop reference what are we talking i don't about know ig I, I think it was because i was ugly <laughs> No, yeah. but oh, there was like two. E-K- yeah, E-G- there's only two E-K. people that still call me that, and I could be anywhere, and they'd be like, "Yeah, wig," and I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah, like, sure. damn I wouldn't it. be ashamed of that one. Did you really? Have a I didn't have one. Yeah, I, I was either. always the guy harassing people with giving nicknames. the nicknames. So I, I gave nicknames too. But Dice was the first person to give me a nickname, and I, I definitely wasn't a fan of I it. I think I gave it to you, though. Yeah, it was. He your just, brother. He just carried it on. Yeah. Well, Dice is the only one who 
kept doing it. You're talking no about the Shermanator. Shermanator. No I one called, called him the Shermanator. Just like, <laughs> Shermanator? What is that? It's a, he's the from loser from American movie. Pie. Oh, okay. But when Rick first got here, he looked young. Oh, super and, skinny. I was like 135, 140 <laughs> yeah. pounds. Throwing up every day. Throwing His up all the time. His hair was all, you know, yeah. like yeah. this. Cute. But uh, Eleanor's brother was like, hey, can I get a picture with you? And I'm like, sure. And then he made Eleanor take the picture from like 20 feet away. And I'm like, why does she take the picture from so far? He's like, I'm going to tell people I met the Shermanator from American <laughs> Pie. Oh my God. <laughs> was it Jimmy? Who was it? I don't remember who it was. I just started laughing. and then, It could have been Johnny. I don't and know. And then There's Eleanor so many said something. Only your trash family would be like, <laughs> hey, let me use you for this fucking thing. I want to prove to people at home. I met the worst celebrity in the world in L.A. <laughs> the best thing ever. I was doing this comedy festival in Denver. And me and Rory Scoville, you guys know Rory? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're like leaving this show, right? And we're walking out together and this couple comes up and they're like, oh my God, you're so funny. We were like huge fans. And I was like, thanks guys. Really like fucking around because they were clearly, they liked Rory. And they were like so annoyed that I did that. So I just kind of stepped aside. They're all doing their thing and like, they go to Rory like, can we get a picture? And he goes, yeah. So they pull out their phone and I go, hey, you guys want me to take it? And they're like, okay. And I go to hold it up, and they have it in selfie mode, and I never changed it. So I go, all right, one, two, three, and I took pictures of myself, and then closed <laughs> the phone down and go, all right, guys, have a good night. And Rory's like, thanks, guys, and they walked away, and I was howling. And he goes, what's going on? I'm like, dude, I just took two selfies with that camera because it was on selfie mode, and they're going to get back to the car. Can't wait to see their picture with you, and so they're going to open it up, and the guy they didn't want to talk to is on there, <laughs> and it gave me so much That's joy. Beautiful. Yeah. So much joy. It's always good to do that. Yeah. I mean, oh. First of all, fuck anyone who wants a picture with someone. I don't general. get that. It doesn't. I mean, I love. I, are you a fanboy? Like, have you ever fanned I'm only out over once? Over. David Ortiz. I would do that probably. I did comics come home and he was in the front row and I didn't know that. And then we got off stage and we're all hanging out and he David Ortiz comes right up to me and he goes, "Hey man, you're like you're <gasps> so funny." And I go, "Dude, can we get a picture?" <laughs> I have never done. I go, "Dude, I've never done this." I was like, I I was just like David Ortiz. I Remember after the marathon bombing, the speech Bobby he gave. It's our fucking city. That's yes. the only time the FCC didn't bleep out. The That's swear. right. That's yeah. right. They said leave it in. Rightly so. Fuck them. I yeah. love Ortiz. Big Boppy. <laughs> fuck, fuck those Chechens. Have you? Uh, no. Like the only time I panicked a little bit was when uh, we had Chris Spencer on, and um, I was telling him a story about Eric Dickerson because I'm a big Eric Dickerson fan, mm-hmm. and that I kicked this guy out of my apartment because he was like, "I have an autographed picture of Eric," and he's like, "Who's the black guy with the goggles?" And I'm like, "Get out." Because if you don't know who that is, I don't need to be with you, right? Okay. Yeah. So he, the next day, Chris called me and he's like, I love that joke. And I go, it's not really a joke. It's a real thing. Like, I was furious. And he goes, "Um, but I I have somebody on the phone that wants to say hello to you. And it was Eric Dickerson. And I had to pull over. I was like, hold on a second. (laughs) But it was on the phone. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to come see you perform. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rush for over twelve. Okay, that's awesome. Like, just that was the only time I ever got giddy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would. Other, I guess athletes do it for me, but I wouldn't stalk I know, somebody. Like, there are some celebrities 
in the acting world that I respect so much that if I had, like if I had had a chance to meet Paul Newman, if Robert Redford was ever in a room, okay. I would probably geek out a little bit because like he had a huge effect on me of like what I wanted to do with my life. You know what I mean? Robert Redford. You? Yeah, Redford. I like uh, that. No, just when I met Barry Sobel was really <laughs> a special moment. Ah. But yeah, man, I hear that. So. I I, hate I'm not. You. Uh, I'm not. I don't feel like I like you anything. You mean Jimmy Fallon? But, uh, like, and Barry? I, I was, when I met Fallon with Sobel, I was excited at the time. I was like 19, and I didn't know that. I was about ready to almost yeah. get fucked by a dude. So, well. maybe. <laughs> But uh, I thought it was cool. I saw him, you know. I made the fatal mistake being like, hey, I should go tell those guys I'm doing comedy. I've been doing it for four weeks. So Yeah. Um, so I thought it was cool. And then after, you know, 10 minutes of driving around trying to get to this party. I was kind of over it. And then an hour later when they were trying to get me to spend the night with Sobel, okay. I was like, you know what? Fuck these people. Yeah. <laughs> I'd fanboy on Seinfeld. Would you? Yeah. He's like, that's your that, comedy that's guy. That's my, that's my shit. I love that. Seinfeld specific. I know every single, I mean, I know a lot of people do, but like, I know, I just, I love it more than anything in the world. I right here is where my brother Johnny's going to turn the podcast off. Not a sign. He gives hates. A fuck. He, Johnny, you're shit, you little bitch. <laughs> now he'll keep listening. Yeah, no. He's fucking trash and trash. Always wants to, if, as long as you're talking about him, that's all they care about. <laughs> What's he saying about me now? He hates Seinfeld. And um, when Cheers would come on, how you would sing the song, yeah. the theme song, drove him. I, uh, I, the only person I've ever asked to take a picture with was Gallagher. and uh, That's amazing. It was when he was here. Was it him he or was, his brother? It was him. He was okay. running for governor. It was in the uh, special election that Arnold won. So Leo Gallagher was also a candidate out of like the 58. And he okay. was up here handing out flyers, big watermelon on it, Code Gallagher <laughs> for governor. <laughs> I, and, uh, I wish his like, flyer turned into like a towel. <laughs> That would have been a fucking nice gag. A tarp, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I was just like, this is too funny. He had on this stupid, it was like a Hawaiian shirt, but it just had a bunch of beer bottles on it. Of course. I'm like, yeah, that's an amazing shirt. Can we grab a picture? He's like, sure. <laughs> vote for me. I had him take. Did I, you I vote for him? Cheese, fuck, I didn't vote. <laughs> I had Caesar taking uh, the pictures, and John was like, wait. I don't think that one came out. Oh, Let me get another one. Pretty much. And so he took like 15 pictures. And then every time Gallagher would big cheesy smile, then he'd stop. Ooh, can I get one more? And so then I looked at him and every, it was like 15 pictures that were all exactly the same. It's oh, just John Jesus. fucking with Gallagher. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I zoomed in too much. Can we, can you back it up a little bit? Nice. It's hilarious. I fanboyed on Robin Williams once. Okay. He, I was opening for Bobcat at uh, Cobb's and we're like in the green room and he goes, Robin Williams is coming to the 8 o'clock show. And, like, he was my idol. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. And then, of course, Google. I mean, like. Right. I didn't even see his stand-up as a kid. It was just movies that I was, like, into. Like, oh, hardcore. interesting. And I was like, I never Shut. saw a stand-up either. Yeah? Yeah. Me, I, I saw it once in the OR. That's it. Here. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just and, growing uh, up, I didn't know no. he was a comic. It's yeah. just the TV just and movie the, guy. Exactly. And so I was like, shut up, dude. Are you serious? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, you're full of fucking shit. I go, dude, you know, that's like my, he's like, there's like three people, Paul Newman, Rob Williams, Seinfeld, maybe Rock a little bit. 
and uh, he's like, I'm sorry, go back, Rock, Chris, Chris Rock. Oh, okay, I not, thought not the Rock. rock. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? That's a weird. Ross and always wanted to be the Rock. Okay, okay. Rock before the <laughs> this Rock. This got weird. <laughs> um, like those are like they were like the biggest influence as far as comedy was concerned. Right. And Bill Cosby. Like when I was pre-ray, of course, you know, pre-ray, pre-ray, pre-ray. Yeah. yeah, and during um, <laughs> and Letterman a little bit when in one summer. But anyway, and so I'm there, and he goes. Yeah, he's texting me right now and said he just watched your wrong number joke on YouTube because he looked you up and he and his wife have watched it five times and he thinks it's hilarious. And I go, shut your fucking mouth, Bobcat. <laughs> like, this is, shut up. And then he came to the eight o'clock and after when I was done, I always go and watch the headliner and I'm sitting there and after the show, we're going to the green room and he came up to me and goes, hey, great set. I love that wrong number joke. My wife and I love it. And I was like, thanks, man. Like didn't know what to say, and then I went up to the green room, and he's there, and it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life because he was so fucking magnetic. It yeah. was crazy. If there was a joke floating in the air, he grabbed it before anyone even knew it was there, and as soon as the attention was turned to him, he would just go and throw it Take right off. to Bobcat. Oh, because it was Bobcat's green room and it was his show. And I, I remember sitting there being like, he couldn't help but grab the joke and take the moment because that's who he is. Built into him, yeah. Yeah, but as soon as the attention came on him, he just would be like, what was that show we did, Bobcat? And turn all the energy. And I remember being wow. like, holy fuck, this is crazy. And I was like so enamored by him, even more, because he was so unselfish in that moment and like yeah. made it all about Bobcat. So then, like, we had the second show, and I was like, I, I like to go see the room and stuff. So I, I go to go down the stairs, and then Bobcat comes after me. He goes, hey, do you want to get a picture picture with Robin? And I was like, yeah, dude, sure. And, like, I hands him my phone, and he goes, I'm going to be in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, all right. And it's me, Bobcat, and Robin Williams, and I'm like smile from ear to ear because I couldn't right. believe it. And then Robin died six six months later. Oh, shit. Like six months, yeah. And it all made sense to me at that moment. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. That yeah, you could see it in in that room that he didn't. He was doing everything for everyone else and never worried about himself. That's what it felt like in that room when I was with him. Interesting. Yeah, he would come here a lot. Um, yeah. Rick made him fall off the wagon. That's n- neither here nor there. But first of all, <laughs> sorry, I'm just. No one told me he was sober. It's almost so like Freddie Prince. I, this is something I'm supposed to know, I guess, but I didn't. It's my 25th birthday. <laughs> I'm thinking. Just gonna go up to the comedy store, get fucked up, have a good time. I'm Normal. here. Derail one of the greatest comics of all time. <laughs> I'm five or six. Right, you go. No, you're good. I'm, I'm five or six. I dr- gotta go soon though. Okay. I'm five or six drinks in, and Robin Williams shows up, and I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking awesome." And at the time, I don't know if you remember, but I used to just get really drunk and walk around as drunk Argus Hamilton. Yes, dude. It was one of my favorite. I remember being in a hot tub with yeah. with Dabney Coleman. I mean, I never even wanted to see an Argus impression. <laughs> hey, Argus talk. I wanted your impression of Argus. Yeah, who wants to? Yeah. So I, I just had made so many friends with older comics by the doing that. The best about Rick, too, was you could just be like, Rick would just walk up and be like, hey, Argus, and he'd just go right into it. You never had a problem <laughs> yeah. just being on, on yep. you know? Yeah, I, I I preferred it. That way I didn't have to be a human being. To right. Totally. <laughs> but I, I saw him in the hallway, and I'm like, you know, it worked with every other older comic. I wonder yeah. if I could do it. And Dean, I was standing with Dean Gelber, the oh, manager, God. and Dean's like, what are you doing, bro? I'm like, I'm going to go talk to Rob. And he's like, don't do that. And I'm already walking. <laughs> you just see Dean backing away like, I got to go get in the office. I walked to him, hey, hey, Robin. And he turned and looked at me like, what the fuck is this guy? 
hey, the Todd's looking for you. He, <laughs> he says, you owe him $2,000 for that cocaine. <laughs> and he just starts laughing and runs out of the hallway. And then I'm like, well, I scared him away. That's not good. <laughs> he comes running back in. He's like, what the fuck? How do you know who I bought cocaine from in the 80s? <laughs> that is hilarious. I was like, well, because he ain't selling to the rest of us until you pay up, you cheapskate. <laughs> and then he's just like, oh, my God. And so he's like, are you? Are you Argus Hamilton? <laughs> you goddamn know who I am. And he's like, why am I talking to Argus Hamilton? Like, well, because it's 19 and 84. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love 19 yeah, and 84. Too. It's always the best. And then it was just hours. Like we, we hung out for like two hours. Shut up. <laughs> so at one point, Skippy Simon walks by and he's like, hey, you want to do birthday shots? And he's like, come on, we're doing birthday shots. And I'm like, Okay, so we're all in the back drinking tequila, and then we go smoke joint. We're hanging out, and I'm this whole time I'm just I'm just staying. How Argus. long sober was he? he apparently, he'd been sober for like twenty years. Oh my god! And then it's so I, I don't know any of this though. Yeah. And so I I never stopped being Argus until the very end of the night. <laughs> and so it's just like two hours of me telling him about how every project he's ever done is not going to work. Hey, this I got to tell you this TV show about the alien people people aren't going to watch that like, i think it's a good idea listen morgan it's not even and a was good he name. just loving it loving it oh he must have. he's just, just playing along. he probably felt like he was back in the day yeah like, that's what he said so at the end of the night he's like i gotta tell you man i haven't been this fucked up in 20 years i'm like <laughs> i go hey man I, I gotta be honest with you i don't think i've been this fucked up in 20 years and so i'm just thinking like we're having this great moment like we got more wasted than usual and uh so he's telling me he's just like man this has been so much fun you know, I needed this. And, uh, he's telling me about how he was in town for press for RV and how terrible it is and how he amazing. hates that he's doing these movies. And uh, That's amazing, dude. So yeah, then the you next, get fucking... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the next day, Don Barris, who had smoked with us and was hanging out, comes up to me. He's like, hey, listen, I was telling Jimmy Kimmel about last night and how crazy it was. And he was telling me that Robin's sober. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he's like been sober since like the 80s. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't, he didn't Wasn't seem like he night. was sober. And then uh, and then like two weeks after that, it's like Robin Williams enters rehab. I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Amazing. Even my mom's <laughs> calling me. She's like, you fucking did this to Robin Williams? <laughs> like, What is, you're a magnet. Yeah. What's that story of For you alcohol? with Dice and O.J. Simpson and fucking oh, Mitch, Mitch Hedberg? Yeah. The best. Yeah, that was. I was dating Dice at the time, yeah. so I was there. Oh, you were. We were at the Improv in Miami, <laughs> and uh, OJ came to the show, and uh, the manager sat right up front, didn't he? No, he sat in the they back. They moved luckily. him. Yeah, they had to move him. him. And uh, the manager came up to us after the show, and he was like, "Hey, listen, OJ Simpson is here, and he wants to meet you guys." And Dice is like, "What? I'm not meeting OJ. He hates women." Yeah. <laughs> he and the manager was like, women. "Are you serious? Like, you're you're Dice." Yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to go meet some guy that hates women. He's like, will you meet him? I was like, sure. <laughs> and so I go sit at the bar to OJ and like a 26-year-old blonde chick who obviously has no idea about What history. just happened? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I sit there and drink some beers with him. And he just remembered every joke I told. He's like an enormous comedy fan. It's super wow. uncomfortable because I'm just like, man, OJ loves me. He's like my biggest fan. <laughs> You're like, man, why wasn't it 10 years ago? <laughs> And then he's and telling I'm so me blonde. he's this lying could be bad. to me about how he's friends with Pauly Shore. He asked me, who, who else do you tour with? I go, I tour with Pauly sometimes. Oh, man, Pauly and I were old friends, man. He used to come and swim in my pool when he was a kid. I'm like, <laughs> wow. 
So later I asked Paul, I'm like, hey, I met OJ. He said, you used to swim at his house. He's like, dude, I've never met OJ. I'm like, OJ's lying to me <laughs> oh about knowing God. Pauly Shore? But while I'm sitting with him, Mitch Hedberg and his wife or girlfriend at the time walk up. Yeah, it was Shawshank. I mean, uh, Shawcroft. And she's like. Lynn yeah, Shawcroft. Yeah. He's like, hey, man. I'm like, oh, what's up? And then, you know, I'd, I'd seen a couple of Mitch Hedberg specials at that point. I'm just like, what the fuck is Mitch Hedberg doing? He's like, hey, I wanted to tell you a good set. Are you friends with OJ? <laughs> I'm like, I just met him, but oh, we're big time friends now. <laughs> he totally did. <laughs> and, uh, and then he, yeah, he told me a story about how he saw me earlier in the day at Hooters. At, yeah, in front of Hooters. He goes, hey, man, this is, this is the story I heard. Tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. He goes, hey, man, I saw you at Hooters the other day. And you go, how do you know it was me? And he goes, because I remember looking at you and thinking, Man, look at that boy. He sure is sad. Yep. That's what some, I never yeah. forget. I think it's one of the greatest stories I've ever that's, heard. That's, yeah. It was, hey, look at that guy standing alone in front of who? Oh, is that what it was? Doesn't he look sad? <laughs> and it was with his mom, too. God. His mom was like, yeah, that was you. I'm like, that's yes, it was. Oh, that's me. right. His parents were there. His parents were there. And yeah. Then, uh, and then I'm like, hey, I don't know if you stayed in the hotel, but oh, yeah. I, uh, the I found a big bag of pills. pills. And he's like, oh, cool. Can I pick those up? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, those are my vitamins. I'm like, all right. So you killed Mitch Hedberg yeah, so. and, and you put fucking Robin Williams in back in rehab. Yep. Good work. I'm a good person. Yeah. He's the new uh, oh, that's comedy killer, Ugh. if you will. <laughs> uh, you got yeah. you got dates and stuff you want to promote? Uh, just on my website, jlarsoncomedy.com. I'm going to go 22 cities starting in the... First week of October, one-nighters only, all crowd work, like I mentioned. Maybe a little stand-up, but mainly crowd work. I like the crowd work idea. Yeah, I, I just love the fun. idea of taking that journey and then writing things down and then yeah, fucking around. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's and then the podcast, The Crab Feast, uh, every Tuesday, available at crabfeastpodcast.com. such a fun Good time. Great podcast. Yeah. You have to do it. You I've done it. it. Yeah, oh, done you've done it. it. Yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't know. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know was who was fun. talking. O'Neill and uh, Danish. I was yeah, telling yeah. them they should yeah, get on it. We've talked about it a number of times. Yeah, because they, they have bizarro stories as well. Yeah. Uh, but it, their fans are so interactive. So everybody sent me a picture of me with the tiger. Like of they course. superimpose of it. They do. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've told that story about my that friend having the crazy. tiger. <laughs> it was a crazy. It's what happens when people get divorced in the inner city. I'm sure. The <laughs> <laughs> tale as old as time. That one. <laughs> I've seen old photos from like the 1800s in New York with people is? with tigers <laughs> because of you know divorce. <laughs> Centuries. This Centuries. habit has been going yeah. on the American way. Uh, yeah. What's your uh, Twitter? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, everything is J. Jay Larson Comedy. Larson. All right. Yep. And nice. com is my website. So, Eleanor, yeah. you got things coming up? Uh, what do I have? Co- I'm going to Vegas this weekend. Um, bachelorette party? Uh, no, working with Dice. Oh, okay. So it's always a bachelorette party. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, Parks Casino on September 6th and Oklahoma and Arkansas on the 24th and 25th with Dice. I'll be at uh, my house. Uh, so happy for you. Just right? hanging out. If anyone wants to come by, I'll be there. Playing with your amazing right daughter, on. Julia. Yep. She's awesome. Little monster. The little monster. First song I ever karaoke to. Julia? Mm-hmm. Really? By the Beatles. Beatles song. Oh, yeah. okay. How fucking lame is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not It's not going to get uh, the crowd pumped up. But. No, it didn't. <laughs> Got me laid, though. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. There you go. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks Rate for having us. me on, guys. Thank you so much, Jay Lawson. Josh, do you have something to plug? Sorry, we let Josh plug. He's coming in. Idiot. All right, go up. Here he comes. Thank you, Jay Lawson. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Go kill it in the main room. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, 
Thanks, Jay. Uh, Josh, you have something you want to promote? Uh, that yeah. shirt is amazing. Oh, well, thank you. It's a cross between um, Tropical Hawaiian and Slayer. So Frightening. Basically says I don't know how to be a civilian. Got it. Speaking what are you which, promoting? I'm promoting the Civilianizations podcast for veterans, by veterans, and uh, we have a lot of cool people on there talk about fucked up shit on bad deployments and uh, yeah, good times. Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Check this it out, exciting. guys. And, Check out uh, the... Support support our military's podcasts. It doesn't get said <laughs> enough. You know, you, you don't have to support the soldiers, but by God, listen and rate their podcasts. That's yeah. a very important thing. Subscribe and rate our podcast. You could talk shit, uh, say nice things, bad things, whatever you want. We welcome it all. Yep. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Like, he'll do the sponsor and then you...